Hey, what's happening, everybody? This is Dennis Terrell of Terrell Knifeworks, and you and I are listening to the Work For It podcast, where the emphasis is on business in the workshop. You can support these guys for as little as $1 a month or $12 a year, and show your support by going to patreon.com forward slash work for it to find out more. $12 a year? That won't even buy two gallons of gasoline here in California. You might as well support these guys like I do so they can help us all work for it. Oh, shit. Hello, Brian. Are you there? I'm there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're listening to the Work For It podcast. We are on the air. What the hell was that? Coming that was so bizarre. Great at you. <laughs> hmm. Brian, I'm feeling good today. What, was that just a bum link, or I don't know what, what uh, happened there? No, with I think it was my end. Yeah, no, we had oh, some okay. technical difficulties before the show started. So, well, we're making it happen. We're making we're it making happen, it dude. Happen what's going today? on in your shop this week? How are you Whoa, doing, man? I don't know. Uh, my shop is in like catching up now. You know, after Blade yeah? Show and all that. Yeah. So getting all uh, that just... weed smoke out of it, you're starting to feel <laughs> a little bit more productive. Yeah, I found myself kicking up my feet a lot when Pickle was here, and I started thinking about that a little <laughs> bit. I'm like, my face is tingling a lot. I'm kind of relaxed. I just want to hang out. I don't really want to work anymore. I just want to, you know, <laughs> sit around. And then I realize, hmm, mm. do you know what the term hot box is? <laughs> you ever heard of that, that term? I mean, I've seen your shop. He has to be producing a lot of smoke to be hot Bro, boxing that level of a. There was one day where it was like, I like was looking at my phone. I was doing some social media stuff or whatever. And I look up and I'm like, what <laughs> is, is, is there something on fire in here? Like what is going on? Like it was like that, that scene from um, fast times at Ridgemont high when they get out of the van and there's just like a billowing smoke coming out of the door. It I was just like gonna, that. I thought you were going to have like flashbacks to when your shop caught like your old shop caught on fire. <laughs> You're just going to go into yeah. that, you know, robot mode again. Grab a fire extinguisher quick. Let's get the fire out. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it wasn't like uh, that. We, I was very relaxed, surprisingly enough. Very calm, weird. very collected. Huh. Uh, you know, but hey, face was a little numb. You know, what are you going to yeah. do? But, uh, yeah. but no, nobody was, got hurt, it, right? No one got hurt. We were all wow. very safe. We all we made stuff. We made sharp, pointy things. No one cut themselves, really. So it go. was all good, man. Yeah, no, this, it's this week post blade show just getting prepared we're you know i'm teaching that class at kilroy's workshop um in colorado springs the first week of july yeah that's on fourth of july isn't it yes well the so the first class didn't sell any uh actual Uh uh, seats but the second class filled up so we you know we've got lots to build and then Ron bought a whole bunch more revolutions for his workshop because he wants to have a whole bunch of, you know, options for people while they're working in there. And he's like, you know what? Just fly out anyway the week of the 4th of July or that weekend and we'll build all these revolutions together. So we're going to yeah. go ahead and do that. And we're going to build all those. And so I'm tumbling all those parts and figuring all that out and putting all that together, organizing, strategizing making social media content because I am hammering, hammering, hammering reels on Instagram. And if you're not doing that, you're missing out. You need to be figure out how to make reels work for you because they are just popping off Mm -hmm. like crazy on Instagram. And then 
take that same reel and post it to Facebook because Facebook and TikTok. Will allow you don't to forget do to throw it on TikTok too. You and might TikTok as well. If you're a TikToker, yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I just I, I'm not into the TikTok scene. I can't get into it, so I'm just like, you know what? I'm focusing on IG, FB, and um, that's it. F you and F you. <laughs> Right. Dude, I don't I don't understand because you're you're doing all of these, you know, vertical short form content. Just throw it up on a random TikTok page. You're and, right. You know, yes, so a right. hundred of them are going to get maybe a hundred views. But every yeah. once in a while you have one skyrocket and then right. it'll it'll go up to a couple hundred thousand views. And then, you know, you might get a couple thousand more more people who's like, oh, shit, Brian House. No, who's that? Right. Let you're me go ahead and follow right. along. You're it, it won't right. hurt. You know, it, it's not going to hurt you. I'm just thinking out loud here, but uh, maybe what we ought to do is we ought to keep ourselves accountable with the social media stuff. When we were doing this thing, uh, well, when Pickle was in the shop, he got to see firsthand what it looks like to get tagged in a shit ton of my media and then <laughs> just, you know, get slammed with followers and a bunch of people. And, and oh, no. We were co- <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. So, I mean, not that I have a huge following. It's just I do have somewhat of a following. So it's like people are watching what I'm doing and they may have known about Pickle and known about his work, but did, just didn't take the time to follow him or whatever. So we're in the shop. We're working together. I'm like, I am just going to make tons of content, Pickle focused content and just see what we can do. And I think he gained a pickle. few hundred. Wait a second. Pickle focused. Is this how OnlyFans are posted now or what's this what's going on? Here? Hashtag pickle focused. And and even now in his absence, I'm still making content and tagging him in it. And then we're kind of like playing off of each other to see, you know, like, you know, how do how how can we bring each other up? And then we should do that as a uh, as a group of people, you know, doing these things, because you're right about the TikTok thing, man. Like, I, I just need to do more of it. And what's crazy is you can you can just take the exact same post, slap it over into TikTok and like, you know, like I said, it's some of them are going to drop like, you know, hot potatoes, just going to hit the ground and not go anywhere. And some of them will take off like a rocket. It won't hurt you. You know, it it literally are you you still TikToking? You doing this like daily? Yeah, I'm actually I'm actually hitting the live streams a lot more. So I'm doing live streams over on Instagram and over on TikTok. Okay. so. Those are always hit or miss, though, because like some of them, it, it always starts off. You you start off with zero and then sometimes you'll jump up to 100. And if people are interested, it'll rock it up to a thousand and then Whoa. immediately rock it back down. A thousand people will jump on your life. Oh, stream. like it's nothing like it's Holy nothing. Shit. Okay. Yeah. Well, hell. When, but the when, problem is, is that, you know, those aren't anywhere near yeah. f- your focused people. So there's people gotcha. always jumping in, jumping out. And if you don't keep their your their engagement right there, you'll lose them really quick. Interesting. OK, well, hey, you know, we did some live streams uh, during the during when Nick was here and those were going gr- great, like 30 plus people, which I think is a lot of people, in my opinion, to watch a live stream that I do because I don't do a ton of live streams. But, um, yeah. you know, 30 people watching us grind a knife, you know, and do a test etch and stuff like that. So I think it, the big difference is that it's it's people who are already following you. So it's people who are already interested in because, you know, yeah. live streams don't really go outside of your own followers. So it's cool. Like I've been I've been doing live streams on TikTok, TikTok, TikTok and Instagram <laughs> TikTok is where I meet a thousand new people that have never seen my work before. And Instagram is where I go to hang out with my buddies in my shop. 
you know? Ah, okay. That makes sense. I got you. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a good breakdown. Yeah. But, well, I'll tell you what, man, getting away from the social media stuff, which I'm trying to do a little bit every day, um, not focusing so much on YouTube um, just because the time commitment. My kids are out of school. Uh, so, you know, I've got my youngest now working in the shop with me three days a week. So, Emerson wow. is actually here and working for it, man. That kid is like, he's. All, he's very money motivated, so he wants to buy himself a new computer this summer. And I told him, like, hey, if you work really hard, you know, I'll I'll help you. You know, um, you know, we'll offset some of the cost of that machine for him because that's his, like go. he loves that stuff. So loves the video game and all that. So I've got him like no kidding. Like right now he's on the mill and he's actually uh, drilling and tapping. Uh, <laughs> threaded holes <laughs> god i wish and i was that kid what the he, hell he is on a uh, step stool because he's too short to reach <laughs> the arm so i've got him on a step stool it's very safe operation i have him you know, <laughs> i was make, gonna say I'm it's make. a lathe how safe can it be no no it's not a lathe it's a mill it's like it, it's oh, a like mill. a vertical mill oh, yeah the knee, okay. like the not an e-mill it's just like a standard um, like uh, i don't know what you call it just a standard vertical mill and gotcha. um, and so it's like a drill press, essentially. So I have him. Right. We're, what we're working on now is some smaller prefabricated stuff, you know, nice. because people ask us all the time, like, hey, will you fab up the tracking mechanism? Will you fab up the tooling arm for the contact wheel kit? And, you know, and all that. So so it, so I've actually taught him how to weld. So now he's welding. So he welds up the little pieces together and the spacers together. Now I got him drilling and tapping. And then he's putting together like the electrical kits, like all the wiring kits for the grinders and, and packing wheels and, you know, just whatever he can do to to make a little bit of money this summer. He's working for it. I initially thought like he was going to be like, no, I don't want to work or no, I'm not interested. I want to just kind of hang out this summer and all that because he's 13, you know, what? You right. Know, 13 right. year olds, you know. And, I know uh, where I was at that age. <laughs> yeah, me too. I was like playing Nintendo and stuff. I wasn't thinking about work. And he loves being here, surprisingly enough. I'm so stoked to have him here. He likes to make money. He likes to work. So um, it's really been awesome having him here. So, yeah, so that's what we got going on in the shop. How about you? What are you up to, Brian? What you got going on? It has been a little bit of a different week for me. So okay. I actually got an, a commission to do 12 shepherd's hooks. I don't know if you remember that oh, video I put out where I, I made those rebar shepherd's hooks. I do remember. Well, let's see. It was a couple days ago at about 8 o'clock at night. She contacted me. I was like, hey, I'm, I saw your video. You know, do you make those to sell? And I said, well, of course I do. Sure. There's a you local know. person that saw this. Ah, Lansing. So within okay. an hour or so. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So she modified the design a little bit, and which I'm really happy about because it actually made it easier and quicker. Okay. Um, so it's one of those like end designs where there's only two bends in it, which, hey, I'll, I'll do that. That's nice and easy. Yeah. And um, so the next day I forged them all out and he, and um, spray painted them black and they're done and ready to go. These are the rebar ones. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, it was just a cool little project and it, it took me about half a day to forge them up and spray paint them and. You know, hey, it was a fun. It was it was really cool to work on something in the forge and have it not be a knife. I don't know if if yeah. I've got a little bit of a mental block where it's like all I'm looking at are knives right now. But yeah, it was, it was a cool little fun little side project. And you made some money doing it. Oh, of course. Of course. Right? Yeah. 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 All right. Good. 
Well, hey, that's cool, man. Yeah. And then what about any, are you doing any knife work right now? I know you said you were working on a batch last week. Yes, I'm still working on that batch of 12. I got them up through heat treat and now I am starting to grind the bevels. So I've got, I think four of them I ground out after, after I finished forging and spray painting to all, all that fun stuff. And then, yeah, I just got them up through heat tree. I'll be grinding on bevels and, you know, rocking it out from there. But today, man, it is a scorcher up here in Michigan. I don't know how long this heat yeah, stroke is going to be through heat stroke. Heat wave is going to go through. <laughs> it's giving me a heat stroke. You can tell I'm, say, I'm yeah, fumbling over my words. Slip of the tongue, but yeah, I mean, people do get sick from the heat. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it's it's because you're not used to it down here in Florida. We know how to get around it, you know, and right. it's hot all the time. So but when it gets hot up there, people Oof. don't don't respect it like they yeah. should. And they got to go jump so in the lots lake. of water. <laughs> just drink lots of water. Stay cool as much as you can. Go swimming. You know, yeah. don't work too much. Don't work too hard. Just kind of, you know, these heat waves, they come and go in the Midwest or, and even yeah. in the New England area, too. Gosh, they get they get hit with it up there. And man, well, I no saw joke. this. I saw this heat wave coming, and I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna do my forging a couple days beforehand, and then I'll start working on grinding bevels where I'm using my misting system, which oh, just kind of yeah, constantly good, sprays yeah. me with some water, which is gonna sure. offset some of that. So, sure. you know, I, I should be sense. fine. So, I'm yeah. actually uh, putting a little care package together for you. I oh. have, uh, you know, the knife we we're working on uh, mm-hmm. with the MaritimeKnifeSupply.com charity uh blade and then Mm -hmm. nick is working on one in his shop in canada and then um and so i've got so two knives will head well one knife will head your way and then the uh, nick's knife will go to ben ben will work on the sheaths you'll send yours to ben too to do a little saya or something um and then or cutting board or whatever and then they'll all come back to me and we'll laser etch the logos into them and all of that and then they'll get put up for auction and that'll that'll happen. So I'm I'm doing that, but I've got a bunch of stuff from Lawrence that he sent to me that you know needs to end up in your hands. Like I got some abrasives, some oh. G10, oh. some handle material. I've Damn. got a, like like coffee mug and you know a banner and you know like a whole Ooh, bunch of stuff. Oh, a banner! That, yeah, yeah, That's yeah, my, yeah. That will be my first banner in my shop. Holy cow! Yeah, Lawrence hooked you guys up. Yeah, um, and with all out. of that. So yeah, that's gonna be heading your. I'm actually making like the little package because I I keep finding things. Oh, and I've got two pieces of San Mai that I made oh. that I'm gonna send you as well. Um, they're small, you know, but yeah, you can make fine. like a paring knife or, you know, they were just like they were just pieces that I was really experimenting with and making when I made that YouTube video about the the press. But uh, I found them and I was like, oh, man, I meant to give you these at Blade. And of course, I forgot, you know, they were in my bag the whole time. <laughs> okay. uh, but so I'm putting all that together with your hat that you left in, in, in my car. So <laughs> all of that will end up in a box and then it'll get shipped out to you by the end of the week. And then you can uh, do your thing. The blade, I did grind a little thin before heat treat. I, I told you about that. But um, I think it's savable. There's It's very, very, uh, there's a lot of meat left on it. So I think you'll be able oh, to. Oh, yeah straighten it out and get it figured well, out. But uh, do you want to yeah. talk about what design you went with, with that knife? Well, you know, okay. Yeah. So here's, here's the, here's the skinny of it. So you had sent me the picture to do your EDC three, um, knife to get it mass produced, you know, or mm-hmm. at least, uh, production run. <laughs> mass produced by like 10. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, production run. And yeah. I created the DXF file for it. 
And when we went to go make the billets from the steel that Lawrence sent us, uh, we were doing some hot cutting and I broke a piece off that was a little too small. Didn't have much to do. You couldn't really do much with it. And another piece had like an inclusion. So there was like a little bit of scrap that we could not use. You know, there was pieces in there that we could not use. Nick got the big chunk. Like he made that really killer, like Tonto chef knife mm-hmm. thing. That's like super unique. Um, and that is the Tonto the, chef chopper. chopper. Yeah. Nikiri chopper. Yeah. It's like a yeah. mix. I've never seen anything huge. like it. And it's super cool. I mean, it is like, it's like a razor blade, but it's huge. And it's <laughs> like the shape of a Tonto and a shape of a Nikiri kind of blended together. It's a very, very cool design. And he I hand forged it right mm-hmm. here in the shop and got it all the way to heat treat and put the bevels on it. And we did a test etch. We did it all live on Instagram. It was, it was awesome to see that uh, kind of now, unfold. I was talking to him. He put the, uh, the bevels on with the, with the what now? Wasn't, wasn't there a specific piece of piece of uh, tooling that you're putting on those bevels with that we want to pimp out a little bit? Yeah, so he he put the bevels on using obviously the revolution grinder and oh, the yeah. act act to rocks uh, uh belts which were like the 36 grit they're blue you've seen them um on the on that whole thing. He did his primary bevels on the Tonto which is yeah. what he left here on the True Tilt table. The True Tilt. The True Tilt which will be released very soon. I know a lot of people have asked me about it and I'm just behind on everything and uh, you know the the what i don't want to do is send them out and not have instructions or video to uh, accompany the actual uh, release so what Mm. i've been doing is i've been sending a few handfuls of tables out to people to play with and and then getting their feedback like ben's bites and pickle got one he took it with him when he went north that way I get this feedback and thank you guys so much for your feedback so that I can accurately describe how it should be assembled and used in, in your shop. So it's not as simple as like handing it to someone and saying, here you go, because the minute I do that, they're going to try to use it or try to fab it up and they're not going to do it right. They're not going to be able to use it. It Mm. needs to be very, there's a lot of little tiny specific things that need to be done with it before we can release it for production. And I know I keep saying that, but I just don't want to like a shit storm of, you know, people going, Hey, I bought this thing from you and I can't use it, you know? So right, you want to be, you want to prepare people for what they're buying. And I know you've, I've seen it and I've seen it in action. I've been hearing so much about it. I know that it's a very capable and a very, very quick way to put on some bevels accurately. So hey, did you it see would what be an... Ben was doing with it? With the, what was with Ben the doing grinds? with it? No, He's I made... didn't see that. So he set up a, um, if you go to his feed, I think he showed it on his Instagram feed. I don't know. Ben, if you have it, you can release that video. But This is Ben's took... Bites, correct? Yeah, yeah, Ben's Bites. Just wanted to and make sure. He set up a, 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 essentially like a small little uh, guide, like a platform, where he okay. could run his blade. He, so imagine... A revolution set up with, I think it's a four inch or six inch contact wheel. I can't remember. Maybe okay. it's bigger than that. The true tilt table uh, bolted up to it, leaned into it. So the wheel is kind of coming through the slot. Okay. And then he's dragging his knife across the wheel okay. using this, using the true tilt table. And what it's doing is it's producing 
a nearly perfect S grind. And I'm I don't like, know if I'm just stupid, but I'm having a hard time visualizing that. Like, so is yeah. is it that the wheel is just barely cresting over? Correct. Like if if you're looking flat with the table, the yes. wheel just barely comes up and over. Yes, and that oh, would be okay. the depth of the grind. So you know you okay. run it across. And that you way can, you can't go too far because I've done an S grind. Yes. Actually, one of the first times I did an S grind, I ground it way too far on one side and went to grind on the other and poked the hole right through. Yes, and and we have actually already started developing uh, even before even before the true tilt table was uh, was made. We developed a slotted uh, brace that can can go on the table itself. It's very easy to install. It's just two uh, drilled drilled and tapped holes that go into the table, and then you okay. just put this. If you can imagine an upside down U, but it's like got a flat. The bottom of it is flat. And that's where you rest your your spine of your knife or the 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 cutting edge of your knife so that you can put in your your S grinds or even straight bevels. It works for straight mm. bevels. It works for all of that. It takes all of the guesswork out and and literally I would say like ninety percent of the error. You know, you, you you cannot make a mistake. I mean, it's you, it's basically machining, you know, at that point. You're your hand pulling it through, but it's machining that knife. And here's the thing, the argument against this type of a system is, oh, you know, this isn't authentic, hand ground, yeah, yeah, bullshit, you know, it's, <laughs> what it is, you're right. is you know, if, you're right. if you're trying to do this as a livelihood like I am, you need to find the ways to make your production quicker, and I mean, if you can make it quicker and eliminate the possibility of mistakes, like, what more do you want? I'm all for the guys that can hand bevel this stuff and do oh, all sure, this by sure. hand, I, I truly appreciate their work, it's... It's just that I don't have the dexterity to do it. I'm, I'm, mm. you know, I can freehand grind some things, and I've done plenty of it. It's just it takes me ten times as long, and maybe that's because I don't do enough of it, and that's and, and that's partially true. But if let's say, like you said, Brian, if you want to produce uh, ten knives that have an identical S grind in them, you set this table up, set the depth, set the angle, set the the uh, the brace. And run all 10 and they're going to come yeah. out identical on both sides because you can slide it through right hand and slide it through left hand to get both of the S grinds on both sides. And th there's no changing of any tooling. It's it's that machine is set up for that operation and it works. So wow. we're, you know, I'm all for these guys that, that are doing the hand grinds and, and I appreciate the hand grinding work and, and all of that. It's just, there's a whole bunch of us that can't do it efficiently. And this system takes that away, uh, you know, takes that ability and gives it to you, hands it to you, you know, there's and a also, little bit of play, you know, there's, really I mean, there are a few select people who are so damn good at hand grinding that they will do it as efficiently as a person on a true tilt. Or but even better, those, or even those, more fast. Yeah, like sure, way sure. faster than a than a bevel jig guy. Yeah. Well, that's that's going against what I was about to say, but okay. I think they <laughs> I was just going to say this guys is, can do it faster. This is the way to get there faster, and you know, with I mean, I guess less experience, but you know, with hey. less experience, yes, faster. With more yes. experience, if you're a hand bevel guy, you could probably just achieve it way quicker because you can you can walk up to your machine and just grind it out. Right. I my, the argument I have for it is that when you do when you use this machine or this this uh, attachment, 
it allows for the person to kind of remove the thought out of it, you know, because you're you set it up and then it's repeatable. You know, it's over yeah. and over and over where I would argue somebody that's hand grinding something, they're not always going to make that same bevel on either side. It's not always symmetrical and it's it takes a lot of refinement work, you know, and with this table, if you mark your where the depth of your arm is, it, you can pull that arm out and set it on the floor you or set it on your workbench and you can switch your belt out. And then put it right back to where it was, and you can go up your grits too. Mm. So, wow. The argument for me is, you know, that that's that's why it's it's the bee's knees for me anyway. Yeah. But, Here's but yeah, a question. So we used all that to make that knife, all those knives. While pickle that's was cool. here, and oh, and by the way, while pickle was using it, he was like, like two swipes into that tanto, he's like, I gotta have one of these. He's like, <laughs> this is insane. He's like, this, is, and he's a hand bevel guy. Yeah, he is. Like, he is. He, he's one of those guys that go that really would prefer to hand bevel, but the tip of the tanto, he's like, I always f that up. I always screw that up. That you know, the chiseled tip, and and he didn't on this round because he used the true tilt. Right. Damn, that's gonna be cool. That's gonna be super cool. Now, here's yeah. a question: Have you figured out a way to also set up the misting system so you don't have to pull away so far to dip your knife? Oh yeah. Well, I it would just magnetize itself right to the table. I mean, I would imagine, or you could put it on the backside. But yeah, no, we've done that. I actually, I think we no, we didn't do it with 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 Nick when Nick was here. We didn't set it up. But you're right. That should be incorporated. Absolutely. There you go. I love my I, misting system, dude. I use dude. That on I use everything. It, I use it on every knife that I. I work on it's like I've I've eliminated the need to pull away my knife and dip it in the water it's it's just so we it's sell so, good. so many of those on our website we sell out like I like it's it's weird because it, it won't get any attention for a while and then all of a sudden I'll sell like 30 of them in a week I bet you you probably sell more when it's hot outside because people are like oh you know be. I don't know it, I, I love it on a hot day when it's misting and it's like you're, you're kind of getting a, a slight mist all over the place. Like it, it just kind of feels good. It also super sucks in the middle of winter. Let me tell you. But. <laughs> yeah. When you get, when you get that ice build up in your beard and like all <laughs> yeah. over your apron, you're like, I have what got, the hell? <laughs> I have gotten a couple icicles in my beard from that oh misting system. Goodness, but you know, dude, what, yeah, what you got to do, it. man? what hey, you gotta you, do you're working for it that's what you're doing so hell yeah but uh but yeah man so yeah all is well in 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 house made land and we're you know we're prepping to go to colorado so we're getting all that handled we're doing all the things that we need to do to keep up with um awesome sales we've just had record amount of people purchasing and buying in onto the revolution project and um i am just uh i feel so blessed man every single day and I'm reach. I'm after Blade Show, as you know, Brian. You meet and connect with so many cool folks that um, know maybe a little bit about you. You know, they kind of know who you are or whatever. But you get Facetime with them, and mm-hmm. you're like, "I really like this person. Like, I can right. hang out with this person a lot." Um, and I'll just shout one out right now: uh, Noah Vachone. I had a fan big names right time. there. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I talked with him for so long. Uh, super interesting guy, and um, we were chatting, and then some 
somebody else walked up and it was Bob Ranke. <laughs> I was like, oh. And then we're, you know, he, he makes tons of Damascus billets and things like that. It's super interesting people. Yeah, Bob like, Rankin's up here in Michigan, if I remember correctly. Uh, you're right. Yeah, he is. He's uh, he's in Michigan. So and um, I can't remember if you were standing there for a bit with me or something when I was talking with those two guys. But it was so interesting to chat with them. So if you guys are listening to the podcast, Noah and Bob, thank you so much for the awesome conversation and uh, connecting with you guys. And and I, I even took uh, Noah's business card and I magnetized it to my little uh, some of my pillar, you know, I have all the stickers and pillars and mm-hmm. stuff in here that I stick stuff to. So I'll remember to check in with him from time to time. But uh, yeah, so I'm just stoked. And my shop is covered in stickers and merch and <laughs> everything else from a million people. So I got so many damn stickers from Blade Show. I've got to start. I, I don't know where else I'm going to stick them because like my my cabinet is starting to get filled right up. I've, yeah, I've got to maybe- come up with another spot. Maybe you need to like think ahead a little bit because you might be moving shops at some point, like when you expand, like something you can take with you, you know? Right, right. Definitely. I put it all over my refrigerator. Like I started putting (laughs) the, the, you know, because I'm thinking, I'll take the refrigerator with me if I get a bigger shop at some point. So there you go. Not that I'm planning on that, but back, you were, you were talking about tumbling some uh, pieces for your, your builds down in Colorado. You had come up with a really interesting way to, you know, block. Well, let me just let you go ahead and tell the story because you, you had an issue with your tumbling of those tubes and you came up with a really interesting thing that you were showing off on your Instagram. You want to talk about it a little bit? Yeah. So we're doing normally we would never tumble this many pieces of tube steel because my tumbler is not big enough for that. Number one. I mean, I have to do it in batches. Mm-hmm. Um, the So with tumbling media they recommend that you change out all of the media at once. So it's all the same size. And, and there was a reason for this because it, if you have multiple different size media in your tumbler, they have a tendency to wedge themselves together and get stuck. And especially like in tube steel. And I'm not like, if I showed you a video of me trying to get it out it's like mm-hmm. me trying to unclog a toilet. It's like I'm trying to, I'm banging down on something and I'm like plunging down into the tube. And these pieces of ceramic uh, media have literally wedged themselves in there to where you, it would almost take like a sledgehammer or you have to break them apart to get mm. them out. And I reach out to social media. Sarah always tells me this. Like whenever I come up with a problem that I cannot solve quickly, she's like, just take a friggin' picture and put it on Instagram or Facebook, you'll get a ton of good suggestions. I'm like, this is stupid, though. Like, no one is going to really want to get involved with this. Little did I know, like, 90-some comments, you know, on the on these this picture of the... She took a really funny picture of the dogs standing in front of it, and um, it got a lot of attention. And ultimately, what I ended up doing was I tried to 3D print these plugs that would go into the ends of the tubes, and then... Okay. While doing that and showing off that process, somebody's like, why are you reinventing the wheel? McMaster car <laughs> sells these for like two, two cents a piece or something Oh, geez. like crazy like that. So I was like, what? And you know, and, I, and of course, when you go on McMaster cars website, you literally just say like my tube steel is square and it's this internal diameter uh, dimension. Mm-hmm. And this is the plug that you need for it. Right. And they it have pops them. right up yep. 20 at a time for $10. <laughs> And I'm like, 
me uh, overthinking this, thinking <laughs> no one is going to sell plugs for this kind of tube steel. It's structural right. tube steel. You know, I'm like way overthinking it. Of course, McMaster car. And here's even even what's better about this is McMaster car provides the 3D step files for like all the components. <laughs> so if you really wanted to, you could freaking 3D print your own, you know, like it's, it's, how much time I'm did you spend? How much time did you spend two days. You know, mocking that? Oh, no. Like, not, not like full two days, but like, I, you know, like draw it up in Fusion and then right. like, you know, send it to the printer and I print and it. Have it be wrong and now you got to try it again. Yeah. That's like two to five hours, you know, of time. And, you know, oh and I'm God. thinking to myself, what the frick? Why did I not think about this? And mm-hmm. these are really nice plastic molded rubber Oh, uh, pieces that'll slide right in and solve my problem. And it cost me $37. They were shipped here in one day. Oh, boy. For enough to cover that entire pallet of oh, freaking tube steel. No. So and I would have never <laughs> thought about that. So somebody on Instagram, Ulysses, is the guy that actually told me about it. And he was like, he's like, dude, you're rein- why are you reinventing the wheel? This is ridiculous. And I'm just like, right. mother effer. All right. All right. Here we go. So uh, anyway, so that solved my problem. Thank you to everyone. There's so many helpful people in this community. It's just ridiculous. I I just love you guys so much and appreciate you so much. It just it's awesome. Speaking of people in our community, you want to shout out our people for the week, bro? Sixty six people. Sixty six. Holy cow. Sixty six patrons. The beautiful people over at Patreon, 66 of you, are contributing to the work that we do. Just like Dennis says at the beginning of the show, you too can contribute to what we do here financially for as little as $1 a month. And I enabled this thing. If you pay for the entire year, it's actually $10.80 now for 12 months. That's 52 shows. 52. Brian, what's the math on that? Uh, yeah, come on, come on! You think I'm up. just gonna push? You, you right, think I'm I'll, just gonna me, think of that off the money? Come all on! Right, so if it's fifty-two, let's see, fifty-two shows, right? No, yeah, it's ten dollars and eighty cents divided by fifty-two. Wait, right? Ten. That is twenty cents. cents, a little bit over twenty cents a show. It's almost twenty-one cents a show. Almost not even a quarter. So not that even a quarter, quarter that you have rattling around in your pocket. Buys one whole show. So put that into perspective, right? So uh, you can do that or you can pay monthly or you can do the high five. There's like $5 a month. There's $10 a month. There's a bunch of people that do that too. So anyway, let me shout you out. If you're, if you're a patron, one of the 66 or any of the 66 people that support us on Patreon, thank you. Marcus over at MW Steelworks, Mark Vanderwerf at 118 Blades, Justin Miller, Florida Man Forge, Devin and Dustin O'Hara of the Art of Craftsmanship, Noah Bloomberg of Entiot River Forge, Michael Nye, Jamie the Squid, Jamie Blow, Eric at Overall Makerworks, Bob Ryan, Brigham Kindell, Scott Wilkerson at Phoenix Works, Keith Drennan at Blackthorn Concepts, Bob at Shed underscore 72, Brian Hooten of Hooten Knives, Jason Moss, our man in Texas, Mark LeBlanc, Papa underscore Hatch underscore Hatch, Hacks. He's our man in Canada. That was page one. Let's go to page two. Here we go. You gotta, Here we you go. gotta have that little ding noise, like back when you're reading along in a book. <laughs> ding, ding, turn the page. Ken Kimna, Crafty Man Forge, James Hunsberger of Hunsberger Knives, Cardoso Knives in Portugal. 
KnifeMaterial.at, Moonshine Leatherworks, Brian Absher, Working Hands Podcast, Ryan Chadbourne Knife Works, Carol Ann Jeanette Racine, Oxford Blade Company, MaritimeKnifeSupply.com, our man Lawrence over there, BexArmory.com, that's Richard Beck over at BexArmory.com. We appreciate you, Richard. Uh, Jared Weaver, Weaver's Custom Metalworks. He's on Instagram at the Master of Metal Manipulation. Go give him a shout out. Leon Shanks of Two Birds Blade Works, Dennis Terrell of Terrell Knife Works, TMO uh, Knives, which is Thomas Moberg. Thomas, I appreciate you. Uh, Donnie Dulovich, Neil over at Maximus Knives, Troxclair Custom Cutlery, Jared over at Echo Blades, Nate Walpole of Walrus Steel, Zach Byrne of Burn Blades, Full Steam Designs by Chris Powell, Matthew Angel at ad.knifeworks on Instagram, Wesley Crumb, Benjamin Mullins, Matt Bicker at DIY Europe, Dustin Yahima, Tony Mural of UK Knife Maker Supplies, Jeremy Ballaball, Ira Housewert, my cousin Ira, Reaper Metalworks, which is my buddy Bobby. Hey, Bobby, thanks so much for moderating. Uh, Reaper Metalworks uh, is Bobby, um, and he is now moderating the Facebook DIY uh Nice. Bell grinders and machines page. That He's cleaning it all up. There is tons of spam bots and stuff on there, so he cleaned that. I was all gonna up say that's got to be a job and a half, dude. He spent a lot of time doing it too, so I appreciate you, Bobby. Thank you so much, Chris Larson at the Midnight Dash Maker. That's Midnight Dash Maker not dot com. Nord Artisan, Eric Andrews at Sourwood Creations, Todd Harrington at Th Blades, Kyle Daly of Kh Daily Knives. Adrian Brielle at Adrian Brielle underscore Forge. He's in South South America, I almost said. South Africa. Um, And (laughs) he's doing some amazing stuff. If you're not following Adrian, you need to be following him. He's building the press. He's got all kinds of interesting concepts for uh, dyes and different things. And um, he he makes all kinds of tooling. Super interesting guy. Uh, Lando Novak at the Abstract Blacksmith. Go find Lando. Uh, he's also he has a podcast called the Forge Side Chat. Really good podcast. Don Kirshner, Woodland Iron. That's Tony over at Woodland Iron. Timber Tiger Forge, Mr. Chris Magnus. Zachary Saul at Patter Nostri Fabrica. What's up, Zach? New Forest Forge. That's Stu Middleton at New Forge for Forge. Ron Hips, RH Maker Solutions. Ron is the guy who is making our surface grinders now. Uh, so if you have a revolution or you have any other kind of grinder, it'll work with your grinder. Um, Ron is uh, has a small machine shop in Pennsylvania, and he is making our uh, surface grinders for us now. I have um, a note. I have a note over here to talk about the surface grinder because I saw yeah. you post about it just a little. We while quietly ago. released it right before Blade, so we're, yeah. we'll be doing we'll be doing some socials on that. Uh, Okay, so here's all of our new patrons. Brian Hinnenkamp at Tortuga Bladeworks. Super interested to look into your work, Brian. I I really want to dig into it. Bremer Built Knives. We appreciate you. Gage Broski. Broski. B-R-O-S-K-E. Gage, we appreciate you, man. Jake Larkin. Remember Jake? Jake Largan. He hung out with us at uh, Blade Show. Mm -hmm. Um, Jake. And then our final one, he just joined up today, Parable Blades, which is Manny G over at Parable Blades. We appreciate you, all 66 of you. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much from the bottom of our heart. If you donate your money to the Work For It podcast, it pays for us to go to trips like Blade Show. And that's what uh, helped Brian go this year. 
and uh, mm-hmm. and then we'll probably end up using some of that money to go to maker camp and and all kinds of other things. So I've been seeing things. You. I've been seeing things being put up about maker maker camp. How far is that off? It's in October. Actually, October. Dennis is going too. Dennis uh, Terrell. So Dang. we might be shacking so, up. I don't know if you're interested in going, Brian. But oh uh, hell yeah, and yeah, yeah. we should. I, I mean, I, I think we're talking to Ben, and he might be going as well. If we all three can get there, we need to do a live show. That's my goal. That's what I. That's what yeah, I. Yeah, a live show where we're all sitting in the same spot. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, and maybe sure. get like a lineup of people to jump in and you know interact with us for a couple of minutes and go on. Definitely. You know? Yeah, definitely. I think we could get some really cool people to sit down at the table and jump on the microphone too. Yeah. I'm in for sure, it. for sure. So let's talk about this surface grinder, man. I I saw you post about. It. I think that was the. It was about an hour ago that I saw it for the first time, and I haven't seen it posted anywhere. Maybe I just missed the post. We quietly released it. Uh, I used it in a few videos, or actually my last YouTube video. I shouted it out, and then I just made a couple of small pieces of quick content with it um, mm. when Nick was here. And then a bunch of people started asking me about it. When did you build a service grinder? I didn't see that and all of that. Well, I was only just involved in the in the design of it. So uh, I don't have time. I am at the point where, you know, I would have to choose to grow my company, hire people and all of that, which I'm really not interested in doing. And so I have decided that the best course of action is to just team up with people. You know, that that make things. And Ron had been making these for a while. And he said, hey, would you be interested in selling them on your website? And I said, I don't endorse anything I have. I've ne- I haven't used. So just, right. you know, that's straight up not going to happen unless I have one in my hands. And I'm not going to buy one from you because I already own one. So he was like, you know what? No problem. I'll send you one and you can use it. Okay. He sent it to me. Um, I had a few minor changes that I'd like either wanted to see done. I said, I really love the machine. In fact, I have another surface grinder, did have another surface grinder here and really disliked using it. It was not a good piece of equipment. And um, it, you know, basically made my job harder. And I realized like, you know, um, I want to, I do want to start distributing these, but these changes need to happen. You know, before I would endorse this, you know, there was a few handful things quickly he made these changes so fast and then fedexed me another one so then i got the revision back and i was like this is it i mean it's the it's the best service grinder i've ever used and it's american (laughs) made and it's by a you know a local guy he's just you know making these in his garage so you know the the margin is not that big but it's a i still think it's a very reasonable price for what you get because they have the mag locks on them so you're not scratching your work as you're trying to like pull the work off of the off of the surface grinder um it's smooth there's no chatter i mean he uses a really nice eight inch wheel there's just so many little features that add up to a really awesome piece of equipment and he makes them to fit the revolution so when you buy it, it it plugs right into the revolution or on the on the website, if you say have a broadback, or or you know, it, here's my opinion: buy if you have a broadback or you have a uh, a Maribraid or something, buy the Revolution arm anyway because it'll slot. Well, not the Maribraid. I can't say that about a Maribraid because they use a slightly bigger arm. But uh, but the broadback for sure. 
you could use the broadback, uh, the revolution arm in the broadback grinder, and it will hot swap between the two because mm. it's not, it's a it's a rounded over radius tooling arm. And mm. so, dude, it's such a pleasure to use this machine. I have a revolution now dedicated to it. So it's just on there all the wow. time. When I wanna when I wanna remove something or or make something flat, I just walk over to it, throw it on there, and and work the the steel. And it's it's just amazing. Like it's a Man, just I an amazing tell you, piece of gear. I can't tell you how much time not having a surface grinder, how much time I I don't wanna say waste, but how much time I spend on getting things nice and flat after you get it out of the heat treat. I mean you you heat yeah. treat it as flat as possible, you shim temper it so it's nice and flat. But there's always still just a little bit, you know, this needs to yep. be removed there. This needs a little bit of work over there. And you just, I mean, what I do is I have those those welding um, magnets that I use. And I, I basically just sit there on my flat yes. platen and then on my, my um, large wheel to uh, just sit there and flatten it out. And it takes forever. I imagine, well, you know, those surface grinders, everyone and their brother has them now. But, I mean, it's just so nice if you don't have one. It okay. is really nice. It's it's a really nice piece of equipment to own. Um, and here's here's what I'll tell you. So the prototype that I have in my workshop, we are going to be raffling it off. Ooh. And it'll be like a like a a cheap uh, raffle, like five bucks. You can buy right. a ticket and get in on it. And then it, again, it's not a finished. It, I mean, it works. It's a it's a great. Uh, surface grinder it's just not the final revision of what we have but instead of throwing this one away or trying to rework it we're like you know what let's just auction it off or raffle it off or whatever so we'll be doing that probably another week or two or whatever when we really do a hard push and we're waiting let me, on let me sweeten the deal a little bit made. sure would you be willing to throw a couple laser engravings on it around because you might as well you know if somebody wins it, put we their name on it that. or something. We could do that. We put your logo on it or or your name or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's aluminum, so it's like I'm limited as to like the like I can't do a dark etch on aluminum. I can get. Let me give you some more work here, Brian. Uh, yeah, you're like, hey, <laughs> hey, you don't got enough to do over there. <laughs> no, I realized about halfway. I realized about halfway through the sentence, like, damn it, I'm not doing this work. Why am I saying you should do this? <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, we don't mind doing it, and it would make it a really kind of a cool thing. Like, we'll maybe we'll etch the HM logo into it, and then the other, uh, um, you know, whoever wins it, their logo there you go. as well. Yeah, so you're absolutely. gonna put the Beco Knives logo on the side, and you know, ship I, you it know, out to I me. would say you could enter, but it might just no, look a no, little fishy if you won. And and here here's what we could do. You know, I'll talk with Ron and we'll work something out. Maybe we can get one in your hands um, Whoa, and, now. and see how it works. Well, I, I can't now. guarantee it. I don't know. You know, let me talk with Ron. But, you know, um, yeah, I have a lot of thoughts on that because it's it, when now that we're getting in, into my goal for Housemade was always to become like the place you go to to find affordable tooling mm-hmm. for your knife shop or your uh, machine shop or you know whatever it is you're doing with metal and fabrication i've i've wanted to add always add more value to my web store mm-hmm. and now we're doing that you know we're adding all these additional products and things that i never thought would sell like how they do you know like the amount of things that sell now is just really great because the revolution is is a thing it but it now it's its own little uh economy you know around the revolution so you got it's all these got things a little that you, 
Yeah. It's got a little ecosystems of upgrades and things that'll make your life. Not only is it a super capable machine on its own, but it has a million little things that you can add to it to make your life easier and make yes. your grinding better. So exactly. So we're we're and now that I've got a little bit of credibility, I I think what's happened is all of these people who are making things that fit on grinders want to work with me. You know, they want to, uh, uh, they, they see that the revolution's not going anywhere. So they want to make their stuff work with the revolution. So super cool stuff. And Ron and I, it's all um, exclusive. So anything that Ron is making now, you cannot buy it directly from Ron. You have to go through me. So it's, he, you know, I basically licensed the, 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 the surface grinder from Ron and it's an exclusive part that he sells for housemade. Or he makes it for housemate exclusively. So Brian, um, yeah. How does it feel to be the popular kid at school? <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I honestly, I have no idea because I I don't feel that popular. You know, it's like some days I'm like, uh. <laughs> everybody's just using me for my grinder. Oh well. <laughs> no, it feels awesome. It feels really awesome to have like a crew of people who are always supportive of my work and like give me their honest opinion and are very positive people. It is such an amazing thing to have a community rally like they I are. mean so, shit, we've got we've got 66 people that listen to the show for 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 free and think yeah, I should I should send them a couple bucks, you know, here yeah. and there. And we and we got rid of the ads because of yeah. this. Yeah. You know, I I go through and I delete all the ad blocks. So when we post to the feed the default is always three or four different ad blocks in right. the show. And they used to be weird. They were all like Spanish and German. And <laughs> I got a lot but, of French ones. It was weird. Yeah, French. Bizarre. But they paid, you know, like we made like, you know, 50 to $100 a month on those ads. Whoa. And then once we started getting the patrons involved, somebody messaged me. and I can't remember who it was. Um, but they're like, I'll gladly pay. Like, they're like, I, I will gladly join your patron to get rid of your ads if you want. And I thought about it and I was like, you know what? I bet you not only he's the only one that's like voicing that opinion. There's probably mm -hmm. a lot of people that feel that way. They just haven't said anything. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, screw it. Let's get rid of the ads because I don't like them either. So. Let's no, I'm totally I, I'm totally in agreement. And um, I remember there was there was a rating where somebody was like, hey, you know, they're not only are they getting Patreons, but they're also running their ads. What the hell? And yeah. I agree. It's it's gotten to the point where it's like I, I would rather put out a show that is clean and easy to listen to and doesn't have, you know, all state in the background trying to trying to sell you their their bullshit, because this is your time. You're working in your shop. You're listening to yeah. us and like. This is your time to get away from all that bullshit. And I, I think you I and I it. had this conversation about YouTube Premium, didn't we? At Blade, we were talking about this. Like you're, yeah, you, you subscribe to YouTube Premium. Yes, right? like you absolutely. pay the eleven bucks. So do and I. It is that, so worth it. I so mean, so worth it. Oh my god! Like times a million, it's worth it. It is the best eleven. I spend like eighty bucks a month on Hulu, and I still have to sit through like eight to ten minutes worth of ads for like a half hour show. And I'm pissed off. I'm like, why am I watching commercials and I pay for this? Mm -hmm. And uh, because that's that's really where we're headed now as a society that we want to get rid of as much advertising as possible. And to pay that YouTube premium, it's so great to click on a YouTube video, isn't it? And not have to sit through some bullshit ad. <laughs> like, oh my it's gosh, so great, right? man. I love it.
So if now, you want to get into of, it, go and find YouTube Premium and, and get it. Pay for it. If you watch a lot of YouTube, it's totally worth it. Right. If you only watch YouTube every once in a while, like it, it's not worth the $11 to not sit through a couple ads. But, yeah, man, oh, yeah. man. I watch YouTube so, every day. Don't you? Like, I, do you, Oh, yeah. Do you turn on I have YouTube it. all the time? If I'm not live streaming in the shop, I have some sort of I'm either listening to a podcast or I've got a YouTube, you know, knife maker in the background that I'm, yep. you know, passively listening to, you yep, know. Yep, yep. Now, a couple weeks ago, we had talked about reading the five-star reviews and we're trying to push for five-star reviews. And now I can't find the way to look at the five-star reviews to talk I about them. I had to dig. Yeah. How I do you do dig. it? Well, let's see. I mean, I could probably pull it up pretty quick. If you t- if you got to open up the podcast app i know oh that. that's my and problem then, i'm on spotify no yeah oh shit now i'm now i'm playing my show. okay <laughs> show yeah, this is like old man stuff like where how do you get there i don't even know <laughs> well how about this what next week do? let's talk about the five star reviews and between now and then let's try to figure out how to read them <laughs> yeah like if you go to the how goofy is that? um Oh shit! Yeah, I can't find I can't find it either. They they kind of they bury it a little bit, but if you right. if you if you go into see all, and then there is um, oh my god, there's so many shows in here, then you can click the little thing and yeah. So anyway, we'll 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 go find them. We'll figure out how to get there, and then we'll read. I don't, you're right, Brian, because people may have um, actually left us reviews. And we don't know how, because we're stupid, we don't know how to get to them and look at them. Yeah. Because I'm clicking yeah. on just about everything I know how to click on. Share show, copy link. Yeah, there's no, there's no, um, how the hell did I find it before? I don't even know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, It's okay. But so yeah. instead of wasting our time with that, how about we jump over to WFI Projects? WFI Project is thick as thieves with kick-ass stuff going on right yeah, now. Yeah, dude. I mean, this is just amazing stuff. First and foremost, a new patron of ours, New Forest Fo- Forge, which is new underscore forest underscore forge. Um, they, at the time of recording this, have 3,606 uh, followers, and he built his own forging press. I'm yeah. looking at this and it's a 30 ton. He made an H frame forging press. It's killer. It's just cool looking. He painted it really well and he's got a VFD on it, which is like even cooler. So like there's a, all, all kinds of interesting stuff. If you're not following him, go out and find um, new forest forge. And I uh, believe they are in the UK somewhere because we were trying to dig up where new forest was before and i think it's in the uk was it so. uk or germany it was one of those two i thought here let me look yeah real quick. It's, it's somewhere over there um, speaking of the uk i was just on the fire and steel podcast again with uh toby and um, man i was gonna bring that owner. up in a little bit i was gonna say yeah. that you're on double podcast duty this week yeah this week was two podcasts they wanted to do a blade show breakdown and i was trying to convince both those guys they need to come to blade next year there you go and and they agreed, right? They're gonna come, right? There was some hemming and hawn, you know. Ah, I think I think ah. I think they definitely want to come. I just don't know if it's gonna be next year or not. Sure. But I don't know about you, but I'd love to hang out with those guys. In oh, a thousand percent. And yeah. next next year, now that I know what I'm doing, I feel like you know we can kind of prepare a little bit better and you know get everyone closer living together so we can carpool a little bit better. Maybe have a hangout day before. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We'll figure the, it out. The, the Airbnb thing was was stellar. 
You know, oh, yeah. If, if we could find like a big house, we need like a 10 room house. <laughs> Somebody near Cobb Galleria has a 10 room house. Hit me up. Yeah, man. We'll make that happen. Well, I'll jump on the next WFI project. So this is the Bearded Beer Man. I don't know if you've ever checked out his stuff. Oh, I, I know. Yes. I, yes. I'm right now, looking at his followers, he's got 666 followers. So make that number go up. Come on, guys. Um, so he is working on his first little batch of four knives. I've actually been talking to him quite a bit. He's been asking me a bunch of questions about what type of steel to get, how to heat treat the, um, normalizing cycles. Basically he's been, you know, kind of, I, I told him a long time ago, Hey, if you're, if you're just getting into knife making, hit me up, I'll give you whatever information you need to know. And we've been going back and forth, and I've been seeing seeing a lot of progress with his first couple knives he's done and just seeing them as they're going. First of all, if you dig up the first knife he ever made, it looks better than when I was making knives like a year and a half in. It's amazing the quality that he's able to kick out already. And he's yeah, already he's working rocking. on a batch of four. He's He's really, really, he's got a leg up, it seems like. Just in quality and style and materials and just he's doing a great job. I'm I'm really impressed. So yeah, go that's, check that's, out. Uh, yeah, his name's Aaron. Aaron. Yes. Uh, some weed or uh, weed and something. I can't remember his last name. Weeder Holt. That's it. Yes, he's the bearded um, I, beer man. I believe. So go check him out. I believe he rocks a revolution. I'm fairly certain. Uh oh. I'm going to look through his feed real quick, see if I yeah, can find one. I'm pretty sure. But yeah, he, yeah, Aaron, he was an early adopter of the Revolution Project like three years ago. There you go. Four years ago. So the um, man has an eye for quality is what you're saying. He's got good taste. Good taste <laughs> for sure. Carol Ann Jeanette Racine out of Alberta, Canada, crushing it with her olive and black walnut spurtle. Do you know what a spurtle is? Ah, it's like that. I honestly, when I saw it, I thought it was like a paddle or something. <laughs> You've been naughty, Brian. Time for your spanking. Oh, okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Step too far. It Brian. does look Step like that, far. but it's actually like a spatula um, spoon, I guess, or like ladle. I don't know. I mean, what is it? Is it right? It's some sort of like, Spurtle. it looks like a scoop or a, I don't know. I don't know, but it's cool. And she did it like two different types of wood. So it's like a, the walnut handle. And then she somehow affixed it to this spalted olive or I guess all olive wood is spalted really. But it, yeah, it's just absolutely gorgeous. It's so, it's just a cool piece. I love so. the fact that she has one that is like, it's prepped up with a pine cone or propped up with a pine cone. It's a really pretty picture. It's got 164 likes and then the same exact piece, but her smiling face behind it has 385 likes. I mean, that come smile. on now. You got come it. on you got now. It. Yeah, she's she's leveraging the smile and I don't blame her. For we sure. need to get her on the show. I feel like we talk about her, her stuff you know, all the time. I talked to her about it, and she says she's really shy. She doesn't yeah. she's want to come on, and I get it. Hey, some some people aren't meant for that, you know, doing that kind of thing. My mom has always told me that I had a great face for radio. <laughs> and I, you know, I thought about that after a while, and I went, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold, Hold on. on. Also, the so, coffee scoop she did, just to shout her out again, by the way, Carol Ann Jeanette Racine, she's Kawo. So C-A-W-O-J-O-A-N-N-E-T-T-E on Instagram. 
Um, she did a coffee scoop that, uh, like, I want to buy a bunch of Christmas gifts from, again from her this year. She's got 2,564 followers, so go give her another shout-out and follow, follow her on Instagram because, you know, you're probably looking at a lot of knives on your feed. You need, you need uh, <laughs> you know, smiles and spoons and wooden carving things. So go check it out. So the next one I had set up. Oh, yeah, it's Brian Hooten. Had, he's one of our Hooten Knives, Brian Hooten, Hooten the guy knives. who spells his name correctly with a Y. So anyways, he's working <laughs> on this Bowie knife that is a really, really cool looking Bowie knife. It's got, um, if I remember correctly, it was like a, a white, a Japanese white paper um, steel with a bunch of different layers. And it, it's, it's cool because it has like the pinstripes in the blade itself. And then down on the handle, it's kind of, it just looks like the pinstripes go all the way through it, which is really cool. But he also posted this um, video, this short two-minute video, kind of talking about it. And here's what I want from our people on WFI Projects. Brian Hooten basically made this little little short video explaining the project that he's working on. And I'm going to play it, and he's, his voice is going to be here on the show. So, yeah, let's listen to Brian Hooten talk about this little Bowie knife he's working on. Hell yeah. I think I'm going to title this one East Meets West uh, because, well, it's Bowie style. These scales here are from Mr. Greg Hansen of Geo Hansen. I absolutely love these things. I bought these forever ago. Very excited to finally get to use them on something uh, because they are beautiful and very happy. But the steel is a Japanese white paper steel, not white paper 2, white paper, with a 22-layer cladding. It's something my... I don't know what 22 is in Japanese. Somebody comment down below if you know more Japanese than I do. Uh, once It's going to be like three words. So, uh, yeah, very cool. Uh, it's actually hard to see, but it's even got the nice layering up in here. Looks very, very cool. And I have not a lot of big fighters, so I was pretty excited about this. Also, I tapered the handle pretty nicely down in here. So when you grip it up here in your uh, fighting position, I suppose, in your nice hammer grip fighting position... Yeah, really nice, solid grab there. So, like, you know, you feel it in your palm. I don't think you'd have a hard time sliding up on it. So, yeah, that's Brian Hooten talking about his project on WFI Projects. Guys, if you're listening and you're making, if you want to get on the show, that is a fantastic way to shout yourself out and shout out your project. And I, I want to do more of those where I just click on a video and let, let you kind of explain what you're working on. So, yeah. I like it. I like it. Master of Metal Manipulation, another one of our uh, patrons. Um, this is Jared Weaver. I don't know how I missed this, Jared, but I wasn't following you on Instagram. I am now. Um, if you go check out his feed, he has 654 followers. Give him some love today. Go fi find him on there. It's Master of Metal Manipulation. That's all one word. That's Jared Weaver. It looks like he's working on um, a fully forged out... Um, a tapered tang kitchen knife of some kind almost looks like a nakiri but it may not end up like that uh, but he forged it out of a three-quarter inch coil uh spring spring coil so uh very very cool very cool piece a hand forged almost looks like he's he's integrating the whole handle into the forge piece so i'll we'll have to see what that that kind of works out to be but um very very cool piece jared and then real quick i'm going to jump in and do a second one brian uh because did you see rc knives 39 on instagram he made your tumbler or a version of it anyway yeah 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 he's what he's, he's i've got, got about on there. i've got about 10 people who have made it and have like told me about it and showed me pictures and given me some feedback and he's he's one of the people that i've been seeing making those tumblers 
Yeah, he used a a different system rather than casters. Ah. He used like a almost like a <laughs> pillow block bearing or something, and just put a thing in there. It's, it, it, did you see that? It was really cool. Yeah, I just clicked on it and started tumbling, and I thought the audio was going through the whole thing, but no. I had my mute button on it, so it scared me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, the audio won't come through. I didn't hear anything. Sorry, either. sorry. But about he's that. got like bearings on the sides, which I think is a really interesting design. Um, a little, it looks like it's a little bit more complicated to build than yours, but um, but it it definitely does look cool. It looks really smooth. Yeah, it looks like it's working really, really smoothly. And um, I mean, I guess I've I've been putting out these videos, and I actually have another one coming out this upcoming weekend on the same tumbling system, but this one has the copper and brass in with the media. And it's a test because I'd heard that if you put copper and brass in the media, then that that copper color will impart on your knives a little bit. So that's Ooh. that's the test around that. Ooh. I'm not going to spoil right. the results, but, you know, definitely check out this Saturday at 8 a.m. Okay. Go okay. check that out. And also because I mean, I guess I'm, I'm pimping myself out a little bit right now. So basically with the YouTube algorithm, it takes the first couple minutes of of um, the viewership so if if I'm posting at 8 a.m., if I get a bunch of people to watch it right at 8 a.m., that's when it the algorithm kind of jumps off on it. So if you guys want to support me, check it out. You know, set an alarm to watch it, and I'll I'll put it up as a premiere maybe an hour beforehand. So okay, yeah, get ready for it. It'll be fun. Yeah, Saturday morning 8 a.m. is a great time to release a YouTube video. I've found that the the algorithm does love that. So you're well, right about that. the reason why I'm doing that is it's see, I'm just looking at my analytics. It kind of gives you a breakdown by hour throughout your week when people are watching your stuff. And I find that Saturday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Sunday from like noon to four or noon to six is where I get like a bunch, a giant amount of people looking at my stuff. So if I just go ahead and post at the beginning of all that, that seems to I don't know if I don't know if it really makes much of a difference, but. Yeah. Sure. So one like more it. WFI projects before we move on. Um, and then I have Mark, one more too, by the way. Oh, Mark Vanderwerf over at 118 Blades. He is doing a 10% off all TR Maker projects or products. Oh, so, sweet. Yeah. If, if you're look, if you've been, you know, on the, on the cusp of buying some TR Maker stuff, I mean, go and get it. I know you sell some TR Maker stuff, so you're, yeah. you're a fan of the stuff. So, man, I got to say, if you don't have the file guide, or the um, bevel jig, either one, the big one or the small one, you're missing out. Also, love the uh, the knife um, vice. Yes. I love it. Love it. Like, I know there's a few things that need to be modified on it. You know, like the knobs are a little, uh, like, they need to be, like, bigger beefed or something. Beefed up a little. But, yeah, beefed up. But it doesn't bother me. Like, I use it, and I love it. So if you yeah if you want any TR Maker stuff I have it here in my shop I ship it right from here like people go on my website no joke they'll spend like a thousand dollars on TR Maker stuff like in one sitting. Now I don't want it this to turn into um, it's it I guess reading through this from Mark he said that at the beginning of July he's doing a ten percent off all products. Oh, okay, so. so yeah, beginning of July. So in two beginning weeks. of July. 
two weeks, guys. Go ahead two and weeks. check that stuff out. I didn't and mean I, to like bring that up on your show, so you do a dueling ten percent. I, well, I don't no, want to start thinking, this, you know, flame war yeah, or something. I was thinking like at the beginning of July, I would offer an eleven percent discount. Oh, <laughs> and then, no, I'm kidding. I'm I'm so kidding. I'm never gonna put it on sale because the margins are not that good. It's like I do it because I love the gear and I want people to be able to access it quickly here in the U.S. So yeah, it's never gonna go on sale really. I mean, it, you just the price that's on the site is the is the price because there's just no there's not hardly much margin in it. But it's it's very 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 good stuff and I really like it. So, uh, I oh also I want to shout out Parable Blades. He's this is Manny. This is our new one of our new patrons this week. He's doing like um some uh just like little EDCs or hunting knives or whatever. And um, I just love the his stonewash look. He's kind of doing the same thing you're doing, Brian. Um, with the the acid etching and then d- dropping it into uh, a tumbler and stuff. So, um, yeah, go check out Parable Blades. That's P A R A B L E Blades, and that's parableblades.com as well. He has a, only 178 followers. Go give him some love. Now I said I was going to be done on these things, but I just found one more. I got a shout out. Yeah, dude, there's so much, and we didn't do it last week. I know so, there's so many. I I think yeah. we could go for another hour on these. But, I know, you know. I know. There's S. Colin Collins okay. knives. So S. C. O. L. L. I. N. S. knives. Check okay. his stuff out. It looks like he's got 149 followers. So he needs some more followers for sure. But he made one of those uh, plate presses. I don't know if you ever watched that video I made about making those aluminum plate presses for after. Yeah. Either if you're doing stainless steel, you just press it in that for your for your heat treat for your quench, or what I do with my with my high carbon knives is I I quench them in oil for about ten seconds and then I put them in the aluminum plate press to keep them super super straight as they're cooling down, and I mean about ninety percent of the warps are completely gone if you put it in there. So I'm with you. I, I do every the once exact in a blue moon. Thing. Every once in a blue moon, I mess it up and I don't get it in there quick enough or there's a little bit of the handle sticking out that didn't quite get in. The That little bit that isn't supported curls up a little bit and I still need to, you know, uh, shim temper it. But, man, if, if you do it correctly, it you it's almost, um, you know, it's foolproof. It is foolproof. I, That's I, the I word I was looking get, for. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm with you, Brian. I do the exact same thing even with um, – high carbon steels i'll dunk it in the oil eight eight seconds ten seconds and it goes right in the plates i don't mess around i don't dry it off i just oil and everything goes right into the plates because every single time it comes out dead flat and that's all i care about and i'll clean up the oil afterwards or whatever (laughs) and then for air quenching it's insanely easy to use for stainless and everything else so yeah yeah about once uh, with you about once a month, I have to take the plates off and really scrub them down because they get like a layer of, of like burnt oil on them. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> right now I'm, I'm at the end of the month. So I, I need to, uh, you know, get don't let the oil dry on there. That's the problem. It's gross. You got <laughs> to clean it off. I mean, you just a little soapy water. It'll come right no, off I know. if it's still liquid. But then when if it sits on there for a while, it turns it into that up. like nasty oh, rancid like it smells <laughs> like the floor of a mcdonald's bathroom yeah. it's like disgusting yeah well like, what i've been doing is after i get done with my heat treating um session i'll take my my you know shop towels and rub them down and you know spray a little bit of water in there and try to suds them up a little bit 
Sure. But there's always just a little bit you miss. And then the next time you miss a little bit more. And by the end of the month, you know, you got a load of crap in there. You got to really, you know, yeah. deep clean. Yeah. But, super you know. gross. Yeah. I'm with you. Hour and 10 minutes in, Brian. Dude, it's been a good show. Is there anything else you got going on? Well, oh, gonna, speaking of heat treating. Joke. Yeah, go ahead. Speaking of heat treating. Dad jokes. I um of the batch of 12 that I was working on, I had one break on me. I had break? a chef Yeah, I had a chef knife that I was forging on and it was it started out at about oh. quarter inch thick and I got it all the way down to about an eighth inch thin and had the really pretty figuring on it and I got through the 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 heat treating and the well I I ground it down to shape because of course I I couldn't quite get it to absolute perfect shape forging it but you know it is what it is and I heat treated it and it looked good and I brought it in and I put it in the oven and I pulled it out and they had like three or four different cracks that went right from the spine right down to the tip so it's just completely trash you gotta hate it you just gotta hate it man that's (laughs) brutal bro there's nothing there's nothing worse. All that work than, and it's just down the drain. It sucks. Yeah. And I, I was really, really cognizant about not hitting cold or not working too much too quickly and really spending my time on it. And it's still got these huge cracks in it. So I, I don't know. Well, when we were working on the the knife uh, for um, the, the Maritime Knife Supply um, charity blade, uh, and real quick, I'll shout out Lawrence. If you need anything for knife making, making in general, go to MaritimeKnifeSupply.com. Go check them out. They have tons of stuff over there. And you can take advantage of the USD to Canadian exchange rate. And it ships every day to the United States. It gets to you just as fast as if you were to order it from any other vendor. So go check out Lawrence over at uh, MaritimeKnifeSupply.com. Check out to see what they've got. Uh, top quality goods. Shipped quick. Cheap. All good. Love Lawrence. Love you, Lawrence. Thank you so much Dude. for supporting our show and, and hanging out with us at Blade. Uh, Lawrence Lake is one hell of a guy. He's just so cool to hang out with. He really is a great guy. Like I got, I got to know him a little bit better during this trip. And he is, he's somebody that I would like legit hang out with on the weekends, you know, mm-hmm. like just, or just even have him over the shop and stuff. I wish we lived closer. He's just such a good guy. So, all right, Brian, you ready for? Oh, what was I saying about the? Oh, I was saying that we had an inclusion on that knife. Oh, uh, that, that that Nick was forging out. We had a D lamb on the outer spine Oof. of that, like that Tonto kitchen cleaver thing. And um, so what we did was we borax the living shit out of it, heated it up, got yellow hot, and threw it in the press. And it, mm. and it and it squeezed it right out. So because it, okay. it was an inclusion that would have probably made us not make that knife. <laughs> so oh, no, it's kind of deep. But it, it, it we got it right out. I mean, it was for two guys that haven't done a lot of that type of stuff. <laughs> you know, it was like Amen. he's banging on it and he was like, son of a bitch. There's a big freaking inclusion. And then we start grinding it back and trying to get, you know, figuring out how deep it was. And it was like, you know what, bro, let's just throw some freaking borax on it and, you know, throw it in the Apollo Forge and get it hot and then squeeze the shit out of it. And that's what we did. And Speaking it, and of the Apollo it. Forge, any any updates on that? Anything coming forward on that thing? No updates. Not from last okay. week. No, because right. I've been just, you know, heads down with uh, Kilroy's. But uh, um, I've, I've been working on the CAD side of it. So, like, oh, cool. Once the dude, it's it's right there. It's just I've little tiny things it's kind of like the true tilt table it's just like little tiny things i need to fix 
well, I'm the so thing anal is, about this stuff. I don't like to release shit that's not right. Yeah. You know, it's just the thing like, is, is that you're a perfection, close. you're a true perfectionist, and you you really put a lot of stock of you know if I'm putting this out, this is my name and and my yep. you know logo on this thing. It needs yep. to be perfect, which is you, very amendable. But you know, I know or most people not will amendable. Go, <laughs> yeah, commendable. I would say that most people would go release it. Just freaking release it. You're being stupid about this. But here's the thing. I'm going to build like the revolution. I'm going to build a forge that's made for the next 30 to 50 years. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. I, I just I want something that that's going to become an industry standard. And you don't get that by rushing through it. You know, it's just not the that's not the way to do it. And you should see the amount of emails and DMs that I'm getting daily about Mm -hmm. that forge. It is unbelievable. It's exactly the same thing that happened with the Revolution Project, which tells me that I am on the right path. I know I am. There you go. It just, I don't want to release something that's just not quite right. And so, hey, I appreciate your patience, everybody. I really, truly do. And I get it. If you go and buy another forge and I missed out on your business, I get it. But I'm not going to release trash. I just, I mean, it's not trash, but you know what I mean. Speaking of trash, how about this dad joke? Oh, you ready for this? Yes, sir. You know, my cloning experiments have finally paid off. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited. I'm beside myself. Pull over Walrus Steel. He's always good for those. <laughs> Man, speaking I, I, of clones, Dexter, Dexter just looks just like you. It's so amazing. He's speaking of clones, yes, I yeah. have a clone. His name is yeah. Dexter. Yeah, there it is. There <laughs> yeah, it is. for sure, man, for sure. But yeah, so uh, all right, so Brian, I think you know, in in the interest of time, I'm going to tell you that I, I want you to know how much I appreciated uh, your friendship at Blade and, and just hanging out with you face-to-face. It oh was boy. so good to meet you and hang out with you, and it didn't feel any different than, like, hanging out with somebody I've known for 10 years. I don't know if I'm you playing you off, man. I, I felt the exact same way, but I'm playing you off. I can't take this. <laughs> well, Cue that music, Brian. Because I'm going to make you blush, yeah, I appreciate it, man. It was a hell of a lot of good t- good times down at Blade Show, and I had a lot of fun. You're going back I- next year, right? Oh, absolutely. And I appreciate all of you guys for listening. You know, thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting us. Thanks for, you know, dropping the hashtag WFI projects on what you're working on. And I hope you all have a hell of a great week. Yeah, me too. That was an excellent outro, Brian. I, I, I don't even need to do it anymore. This is your <laughs> new job. You're going to oh, do the geez. outro. All right. And remember, if you want to support us, you can go to patreon.com forward slash work for it and buy into the work for it podcast program. Hell yeah, guys. All right. We'll see you later. Goodbye. Ben, we love you. We miss you. Uh, All right. Adios, amigos. Work for it, baby.